everybody. Welcome back to the Marine Corps Movie Minute, where we're breaking down movies of the Marine Corps one minute at a time. I'm Jack. I'm Bill. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who I am. <laughs> I'm Bill. Yeah. Uh, I'm Brian. I've never fucked up their own name before. <laughs> I'm Bill. <laughs> I used two different names and I couldn't commit to either one. Yeah, yeah that's what a stroke sounds like, folks. All right. I'll do it again. Hi, Brian. <laughs> I'm John from Dirty Harry Minute. It's the only one that's got his shit together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait, wait. why am I throwing my lottery with these assholes? <laughs> so, John, I have a question for you. Sure, sure. So, at what point did you regret agreeing to come on this show? <laughs> Minute 110. Yeah. <laughs> I regret nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. <laughs> well, welcome back, John. We appreciate you being here yet again. Yeah, man. Thank you. So today, uh, Recon gets into some combat. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. that's it. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining. <laughs> and uh... Can I raise a controversial point? Yeah, please do. Oh, we, we live in controversy no. here. No, no. Just <laughs> as once again, as someone who's never, I've only fired one gun in my life, never been in the military or anything, but. The M16s, they don't sound mm-hmm. that cool, do they? I mean, they sound sort of tinny and electronic, and AK-47's a lot better, I reckon. If you're, if, well, I can't <laughs> make this not, uh, I love the way an M16 or an AR-15 sounds. Do they sound electronic to you, though, or something? Oh, they sound a bit too... No, that's a movie. Pneumatic? No? Okay. Nah, see, you need to move to a country with a Second Amendment where you can shoot guns, and I got lots of them, and you can come shoot as many guns. <laughs> And I'd love to have you. You can come here, and we'll drink alcohol and kill targets. Jeez, squirrels. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean Perry's in Texas, which is like the Uber, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I really am a stereotype. <laughs> I wouldn't shoot anything but a Smith & Wesson 44. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, that's going to be expensive. <laughs> You'll shoot it not very many times. <laughs> Gunny will reel off one of his $1 bills. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like, I mean, because these are just one shot, unless they're on burst, they're, uh, you, you think, they're, these kind of look like they're on burst, although they kind of act like these are automatic, don't they? That's why I keep thinking that they're uh, the, the the A1 model that's supposed to be the one with the burst or the um, the automatic. I mean, it's also, too, it's also a, a movie where they've probably got a, you know, the 80s style, uh, audio guy that's going in there and just adding background noise just to make it sound bigger and more, you know, concussive. So I don't have it in front of me because um, I I didn't think we'd be talking about it, but there, I I mentioned it previously and and I was kind of reviewing it again today, uh, the internet movie firearm database Mm -hmm. and they discussed the type of weapons and they, a lot of these are modified AR 15s kind of, they were saying, or they are the, some, some of them are the a, uh, a ones. And some of them mm-hmm. are the old school, you know, or what do we have? We had the A2s. So they had A1s yeah. and the A2s. And yep. some of them, some are ones, one, some are the other. Um, the pistol grips are different than like what we had. You know, they're, they're just, they're just different models. And I know uh, specifically Collins has the grenade launcher underneath his uh, M16. And that uh-huh. is the same one that they used in Predator. Yes. Yeah. yeah I remember you saying that from before. Yeah. It was built for this movie, and then uh, whatever rental house rented it out, and Predator was filmed right after this, I think, and they used it. Also in um, Puerto Rico, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, probably, yeah. Did you guys know the movie was 
nominated for Best Sound at the Academy Awards. This one? Yeah. Uh, no. Holy shit. I we need to hire this either. guy. I this guy does up. a better job keeping up with the movie stuff than I do. And Which you. I thought it was ironic. I don't, I don't think this sounds particularly good. Um, and it lost, interestingly enough, to Platoon, which I think deserved it a lot more. <laughs> yeah, well, Platoon, well, so, you know, you got your favorite band, and then the band is better than your favorite band. This is, <laughs> you know, like, admittedly, Platoon is a much better movie overall, but, you know, this one's just st- still my favorite of the two of them. F- movies are funny like that. Like, the whole Academy Awards stuff is like, like why like why one gets nominated over another for something like that? Like. Yeah, I don't like I don't of course I'm not I'm not a technical sound guy. I just watched the movie, so I wouldn't maybe it's really well done. I, I just I just don't know. You know Plus we served in the Marines, so our hearing ain't so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funnily enough, Cliff won two years later for Bird, you know, the Charlie Parker documentary you'd Oh yeah. Yeah. Starring, so you made up for its for Heartbreak Ridge losing or not winning? No, I could see that. Like I mean I I mean that's not one that I've I don't think I've ever seen that all the way through. I've just seen clips and I've just seen bits and pieces of it, but I could see why. Is that one of those movies that you do for a friend? It's one of the few movies he's directed in, but not starred in. Um, I'm not a jazz head at all. And I know Forrest Whitaker is great, but I've never actually watched it all the way through. Yeah. I mean, there's a handful that I could, I just would not care to watch, uh, you know, again or, it just doesn't seem like it would be my thing. Yeah, I'm not a jazz guy either, so you know, unless it's mm-hmm. Chuck Mangione, but other, <laughs> other than that, you know, and it's only because he did the soundtrack, the Cannibal Run, you know, <laughs> and he's from my hometown. But um, oh yeah, Chuck Mangione is from Rochester, New York, so also the home of the trash plate. Everybody, yeah, there you go. Really, technically garbage plate, but we have a trash. Oh plate yeah, yeah. yeah. Garbage plate, trash plate, it's all. Yeah, it's all good. It's a, it's a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, well, since we're talking about stuff I learned on IM uh, Internet Movie Database Firearms, <laughs> this armor that they come across, the recon comes across, we're pretty much in the beginning of the minute. To a know nothing guy like me, it looks pretty old. The the armored tanks, almost World War One or something, or into war. Uh, I'm not. It's supposed to be a BRDM. Um, which I'll get into in a second, but they said it's actually an American-made Cadillac Gauge Commando, but wow. it's it's supposed to be a BRDM. So a BRDM is a it's basically a Russian-made combat vehicle, which literally means translated from Russian combat reconnaissance patrol vehicle. It is a four-wheeled mm-hmm. amphibious vehicle, which is very very lightly armored by today's standards. And it was they were, there was two versions uh, produced in the Soviet Union and other Eastern Bloc countries. Both versions came in an ATGM variant. And anyway, so some of them can actually be used for air defense. I think it's first. It said, yeah, the first model appeared in 1959. Hmm. I mean, honestly, give the, given the fact that this they probably got that from Cuba, which who probably got that from Russia. Yeah, yeah it probably is one of the older versions. It, it makes sense that it wouldn't, mm. wouldn't be modern, you know. Yeah. Plus, all you had to do in the 80s to make something look Russian was just paint a big red star on the side of it. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. That was basically it. <laughs> speaking speaking of IMDb, Brian, um, I think it correct, incorrectly regarded as a goof. Someone said, Highway's Marine Recon Unit did not have a Navy corpsman to deal with his injured men. Is that true? Does that sound true to you? So, all it right. It is true. 
Yeah, I I believe nobody here steps up as a corpsman. Nobody yells medic when we when something happens here in the near very near future. It is, again, it's something I never really think about until you're actually looking at the movie in depth and and of course even doing some research. And it's like, yeah, wait a minute, nobody stepped up. Now, what we did learn uh, from Pete Koch when 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 he was on, there actually was a real life Navy corpsman who was in was acting as a member of First Platoon. Now, obviously, in, in in you know in movie universe, we never knew that. <laughs> you know, we, they didn't call him a corpsman. They didn't. He wasn't distinguished in any way. He was just a big guy that could lift Peacock off the ground <laughs> in the yeah. in, in the pit fight. So yeah, there. None of these guys are a corpsman. I mean, at this point, we're only really focusing on our actors. I don't even really see any of the uh, extras at this point. You know, that's that's an interesting thing too that we never even thought about. I mean, we didn't have to deal with corpsmen because we weren't an infantry unit, but they usually stick a, at least a corpsman with every like every infantry unit, so they've got at least one. Yeah, I don't know the numbers per breakdown. Like, you wouldn't have one per fire team. I'm definitely not per fire team, but one per squad. You know, you probably wouldn't. Yeah, or a platoon. Yeah. Like one per one two, one per platoon. Yeah, um, yeah, they would have, and I think they would. I mean, they could have up to well, they could have more, but usually they have just one. Because a good Navy corpsman was, they're, they're they're not they're they're probably better trained than most of the Marines in those units. Hmm. Well, because they gotta they gotta do everything that the Marines do, and also do the medical stuff on top of that, and also do yep exactly yep. Now, I mean, these guys though would one of the, I would you know one of, some of their training as a as a basic medic. Yeah, exactly. As an well, I would say as an infantry person, you're going to learn first aid. I would well, think. we learn we learn we learn some pretty some pretty good first aid in boot camp too. I mean, right. So I would imagine know. as being an infantry, that's something you would continue to practice with the tourniquets and. and remember how like you would? It's like if you had a if you had to give um, sucking chest wound. <laughs> yeah, or like a shot or anything, you'd have to break the needle off and then put it in their lapel so you know how much they've had, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that's something that you would do as an if it's an infantry unit. Somebody correct us if we're wrong. That you know, not only are you you're going to take the time out to maybe relearn CPR, relearn how to you know uh, practice putting on what is that called uh, tourniquets and stuff like that. Stuff yeah. that will hopefully save your comrades, you know, your your comrades, <laughs> save save your you know your your buddy's life if the medic isn't right there, especially if they only have one per platoon. And clearly, these guys are reconning this hill without a full platoon. You know, this is just like a squad at this point because it's really only our actors that we're seeing now. Yeah, two, like, yeah, two fire teams. Yeah, there's yeah, there's only about eight, eight or nine of them. You know, the rest, and maybe the medic, maybe maybe in like if if we were looking at this in real life, maybe the medic is with the other bit of uh, recon platoon <laughs> standing mm-hmm. down there by the sign. Yeah, still, still chilling. It's yeah, going to be maybe they're um, maybe they're surfing with Foxtrot. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's dangerous. Well, you got you got to have a medic there. Are you guys happy with um, the the action scenes in the movie generally? They don't look a bit cheap to you. I I when I showed the I showed these minutes to my to my compatriots on Dirty Harry Minute, and uh, this is what they wrote. They said. An eight-week shooting schedule might work for a drama, but not for a film with action scenes. There's lots of guns being fired off-screen with sound effects, which is a sign of cheap budget. You hear shots, but don't see them. Particularly when the shoulder, the soldier in the frame is supposed to be firing his gun, but it's outside the edge of the frame. Yeah, 
Is it a bit? Yeah. One, one squad, not even a full platoon. That's quite. I don't know. It is yeah, what it no, needs to be. But, a bit cheap. It's actually a pretty interesting um, assessment. Yeah, because as you said that, I'm watching the the firefights, and yeah, most of the the weapons firing, you don't see you don't see shells being ejected. You don't see uh, you don't see much in in the way of anything that would sync up with. In particular, like, as as you're talking about, I can see. Swede and he's got the M60 and he's standing there shooting back at, at you know at, at at the Cubans. You don't you don't you're right you don't see him actually shooting. He's just holding. <laughs> you know, it, it's off it's off frame. Yeah. Same with uh, Collins when it looks like he was about to shoot like the grenade and you just don't see it. But I, I would say he did it, say that Swede did or Pete Cox did say though that they fired a lot of blanks. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, there's times I think you see it, but not in every shot, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm totally fine with this action for the 80s movie that it is. Yeah. If it was made today, you would expect a little bit more. If it was a movie like Platoon, where you're in co- almost in constant combat, I think it would have been a much bigger deal. But this, by yeah. the time this, this happens, it's, it's towards the end part of the movie, and there's really not a... It's, well, I don't know... It's not even treated like it's the focus of the film. It's just kind of right. like, oh, this is the this is the dessert. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're dovetailing off of what I was going to actually just say, Perry, <laughs> or I'm going to dovetail off of what you said. Because initially I would have said this is an action war movie. It's a war movie first. It's an action movie second. The, the more that we focus and really pay attention to this movie, it is not a war movie. It has It's the backdrop. <laughs> it's a war drama. Yeah, military, military it's a, drama, yeah, right. It's it's and it's also it's an action movie, but it's an action comedy, mm, yeah. and it's and it's really more about it's a it's a character study of this guy too. I mean, it's not in again. I mean, it's not in this in depth crazy uh, movie. It's you know, it's not going to win any Academy Awards for uh, mm-hmm. you know the drama or whatever. But sound, it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But it should have because all the shootings done off screen. So, you know, it's about it's a, it's a Clint Eastwood vehicle, first and foremost. But in that, you, it's, all, it's about a man who, who's about to get out and he doesn't know his place in the world. And as I think we, this has come up a few times, where, where does he go and reconcile with his ex-wife? And where does he go after post-Marine Corps? But he also is leaving a legacy, one last ride, you know, as a Marine, as a combat Marine the way he started and he's basically mm-hmm. training a bunch of, you know, bad news bears, as we said, and making them an effective fighting unit. So yeah. this is really just to show he did his job, you know? Yeah. It's come up before when Clint Eastwood, when Gunny Highway and major powers have their fight in the pit fight. I remember mm-hmm. that being much more epic than it really is when you sit there and watch it and you're like, Oh, there's only a couple punches and then he drowns them. It it was like it would be a much more engaging and and you know there would be a lot more hits. It'd be a much more brutal fight again if it was made by today's standards. So I can see why people might not think it's the action is up to par. But for me, to me, the reason I like the movie is the one liners, the comedy, yeah, the, <laughs> the, the 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 tough guyness of of Clint Eastwood. Like you know who doesn't want to be tough like Gunny Highway? You know. Who doesn't want to be witty like him and Chuzu, you know, stuff like that. But also, there is a little, a, 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 to me, enough action at the end. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not going on a top ten list. That's for sure. As far as you know, 
action scenes you have to see. Yeah, if you were to see this action scene today as a brand new movie, you would probably like, yeah. oh, this is shit. But at yeah. the time, it's an 80s movie. You know, it's it it you know it is kind of is what it is. As far as even by 80s standards, it's still pretty up there. Yeah, and I've seen plenty of you know low budget 80s films mm-hmm. that I enjoyed. So it just kind of to me, it's just kind of that same feel at the end. You know. Yeah. <laughs> How come the movie doesn't have a montage scene in it? You know. Montage. Because that's a uh, failure. <laughs> <laughs> that's a failure on the movie's part. <laughs> yeah. Like I said before, when we talk about Major Powers, if uh, he could be more of a foil, a real antagonist to uh, to Gunny, I sometimes think I love this movie like you guys do, but just if there was more risk maybe of Stitch being expelled from the core or something or just show them more tight, like collapsing into bed tired after Gunny's really put... I suppose there are a few scenes sort of like that. Just there needs to be more tension. Like those, like those scenes are more spread out, I think, as far as like the Gunny training them, but... That that is a good yeah. spot where you could put in a montage of them just you know they're doing training here, doing training here. Uh, you're running, you're cleaning the barracks, you're shooting. You know all that could have been. That, that's that is a you're right. That could be a good montage. Or or a Ponte was really at risk of being kicked out. You know, and Clint had to go to a, a, a court martial to stand up for him or something. It's some sort of yeah, right intense. Taking ass eating from fucking major powers over it. Yeah, that could have been a good a good um, extra bit of tension between Powers and Gunny. Is Gunny has to go to bat for a Ponte because maybe Powers mm-hmm. is going to put him on office hours, even at the very least. And Gunny yeah. has to, you know, cover for him or Admin I, set. yeah, just yeah. do so, just do something that that yeah, the the to keep him from, the green weenie from getting from him. That yeah, that could have been. <laughs> you've had some you've had some guests on that have said. Um, They've brought up Dirty Dozen. Have you guys seen that movie? Oh, yeah. I yes. love that movie. So good. Yes. That'd be my top 10 movies, I think, of all time. And it's got quite a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of similarities to this this movie, if you noticed. Yeah. Like, in Kelly's Heroes yeah. in a weird way. But yeah, a different style. But yeah, it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, when we're, where one is more serious, the other one's a little bit more comedic. There's some definite similarities as far as the getting the, um, Here's the hard nosed guy that's coming in to get the losers and whip them up into shape, and then they're going to go on a on a mission at the end. Now their mission was much more of a suicide mission. This is just meant just meant to be a regular, you know, military engagement, not yeah. necessarily some high risk behind the scenes. You know, if you if you live, you get pardoned. You know, that yeah. type of thing. <laughs> but it, it's similar, yeah. And I loved it. In fact, starring Lee Marvin, a real life Marine. Yep, he's buried as private. Lee Marvin. He plays an actual major, an officer in that, though, doesn't he? Yeah. In the movie. But there's so many similarities, I was just cocking them up. Like, you've both got, both the heroes fire machine guns, I think, towards the, you know, their their troops to inspire them. Um, You've got the Swede is pretty much Clint Walker as Posey. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. They have the gun, they have the the war game where you've got the the North Point or West Point, you know, guy who's like, get off my back. Um, Yeah. And, yeah. And then there's that scene um, where they don't want to shave, remember? And Cassavetti says, we're not shaving, we're yeah. on strike. And he goes, okay, you've got more time to build your house or get out of the rain. Here you've yeah. got the scene where he's like, we've already cleaned the barracks, Gunny. We've got more time yeah. to exercise. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Those are quite similar. Yeah. 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 That's a- and like Dirty Dozen, Dirty Dozen like made up an event in history, I would think. I don't think it was a real World War II story, was it, about all these generals coming together? 
No, I don't. I don't think so. No. I mean, honestly, that reminds me. Uh, I think Inglorious Bastards almost kind of borrowed from uh, you know Dirty Dozen as far as like, hey, let's get all these guys in one room and kill them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I. Uh, but yeah, obviously, this the backdrop is a real life uh, event, which I always did wonder why they necessarily chose Grenada as the backdrop. That was my point. Why didn't they make up some? commando style island or something unrelated and then they could put more stakes in um because they didn't have to tie it to reality i don't know a very small criticism but maybe hmm. i wonder if it's because initially they were trying to to get the support of the army and then when the army when that failed they were trying to get the support of the marines who actually did give them support so it was like yeah we're going to show you what you really done in a real life engagement as the backdrop. So it was maybe trying to get the Pentagon and the Marines to sign off on it. And it's only once they saw the finished product, they were like, you know, uh, I don't know if we want to support this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. But the movie as filmed hardly looks like it's anyone's approval anyway. Like they don't really use much military. I'm sure, sure Hollywood's got these military costumes and camouflage hats and enough M16s. There's just two Ponson huts. They filmed it on, on Camp Pendleton. Like yeah, the Marine, was, the Marine Corps was completely on board right up until the movie was getting ready to be released. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it, yeah. Now, granted, yes, you know, like these weapons that these actors are carrying, they're they're replicas, they're uh, shooting blanks, they're built to fire non-lethal uh, like flares that look like grenades, you know, stuff like that. So the scene where they were getting on, uh, they were actually landing when they were getting off the when when the recon Marines were on the helicopter, they left the boat. And then we get, we get this, you know, for us, it was three minutes. It was a full week, basically, of landing crafts storming out on on the beach, helicopters taking off, all these, hands down, that was like the money shot of this is what the U.S. military can do. It almost looked like a recruiting, you know, uh, ad. We were just waiting for the Godsmack music. You know. Fair enough, yeah. I've actually found a guy online that was, I had a brief conversation with him online and he was in the repelling scene. He was one of the Marines that just was demonstrating repelling when Aponte and Stitch Jones were repelling. So, I mean, they were involved. All those Marines in the pit fight that weren't actors were actually Marines. Like, so, I mean, they were there. They were, you know, but again, like this, I don't like in these scenes, and that's why you don't see any of the, the background Marines. I don't think any of the Marines were brought over to Puerto Rico. These are all actors at this point, you know. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I guess I guess they didn't like the the finished product. Which Unlike is a, us, this is a pretty, pretty yeah, I love movie. it. I, like I joke that this is this influenced one of my decisions. Is this influenced my decision to join the Marine Corps? And meanwhile, the Marine Corps is like, ah, we disavow this. <laughs> yeah, this is bullshit. Yeah. Did Did Major Payne also convince you to join the service? <laughs> not, not, <laughs> not as much, but I tell you what, I had a buddy that. Went to boot camp with me. I was in high school with him, and I thought he looked a lot like Damon Wayne's. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was kind of roundabout way friends with Major Payne. <laughs> I tell you what about Major Payne though is, is that was a movie where you know I saw it. I forget when it came out, but I remember seeing it and just being like, ah, you know, it's funny. It's whatever. It's it is what it is. It's silly. It's not really how a marine would be. So I get a little offended by it. You know, I was like, it's just because it's almost like making fun of marines because they're so gung ho. But then I was. I was in a working party during the Marine Corps ball where we were supposed to go out and fix anything that happened or, you know, replace stuff. 
And so what, one of the things we did is we all hung out, played cards until we needed to go, you know, clean up and do stuff. And we watched major pain like three times in a row. And we laughed our butt off, and we we're like, "This is the greatest movie ever!" <laughs> and now I love it. It's one. It, it's you know, it, it is what it is. You know, is now is uh, John? Is that if you've seen Major Pain, or you does that? Would you consider that a? I've seen it a long time ago when I was. Uh, yeah, it's um yeah, not one of my favorite movies. I remember being babysat once, and uh, it was played over and over for a night, but I managed to forget most of it. Yeah, it, it, to me, you know, like 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 Heartbreak Ridge, Major Pain seems like one of those that was just showed up on HBO. So it's like, yeah, it's just on. You just kind of watch it. <laughs> Have you guys paid any attention to some of the the foreign titles for Heartbreak Ridge? Some very inventive ones across the world. No, no, I never, no. I never looked at it. What, what do you got for yeah. us? You, yeah, right. enlighten us, please. In, in Argentina, it's called El Guerro Solitario, the Lone Warrior. Oh, I like it. I like it. In Spain, it's called El Sargento de Hierro, the Iron Sergeant. Buy <laughs> one, buy one, two is a bit similar. The Devil Sergeant. Brazil is the Fearless Warlord. <laughs> Denmark, <laughs> in Denmark, it was called um, Elite Soldaten, or Elite, I guess, as uh, Webster would say, Elite. Um, in yeah. Hungary, it was called Death Pass, which. Interesting names. I like the devil one because that, that focuses that kind of you know fits in Marine with devil history. Dog. Yeah. yeah, devil yeah. dog. So yeah. that's, that's pretty that's pretty cool. The Iron Sergeant. <laughs> Iron Sergeant. The Lone Warrior, the fearless yeah. warlord. Now the Lone Warrior kind of sounds like those generic like uh direct to video kind of movies you would you would yeah. get. Like Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like the, the bin of DVDs at a gas station somewhere. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I mean, I can understand why they would come up with different names because unless you're, you know, big into Korean War history, uh, who who's going to know Heartbreak Ridge? You know, yeah. yeah, the Iron Sergeant. I mean, this 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 particular minute in itself is there's really not a lot of dialogue other than Gunny saying no. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, because Recon doesn't know how to get down. <laughs> yeah, like, you're supposed to be seen <laughs> stupid. Get down. Well, that's what I was going to say. So, like, Gunny throws that smoke grenade. He pops a smoke grenade. And I assume the thought process behind that was to make it hard for the enemy to see Recon making a bad mistake going up to that. Um, yeah, the one the one building. Like a, like a horror movie. They're going upstairs. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm, I'm so... You know, not being a tactical person, you know, there, of course, I could see why Ring panicked and was like, hey, let's get inside. Like, we need to find cover. Cover, Here is yeah. armor. Where Gunny's like, no, if you just get down, they might not even see you at first. And then, you, you know, whatever. But the problem, too, is they're all gathering up. So they're they're becoming easier targets. And also, they're yeah. going to be now pinned into this location. I didn't take the time to kind of figure out, you know, look what this is. Is this like a lighthouse? Is that what you would say this is? I think... Yeah, I think it is, or a bell tower, like a church. Yeah. It seems like they got, yeah, it looks yeah. like there's like a light up there. And I know later they're going to go up on the roof, so we'll get a better look uh, at it. I think you're right. It does. It, does. it, like it might be, yeah, it might be a lighthouse, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's, the, it's, it's right by the coast. Now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's right by the coast. In fact, there's even a little, uh, like a, like an another building, a small like shed almost like type building. Yeah, with, probably a generator. 
Yeah, like a flag is on it right there. But it's it's all boarded off. It looks old. Yeah. Because, you know, like later they'll 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 go to a, a legitimate old old world fort, like an old Spanish fort. Um but right now oh, no. Grenada was never actually settled by the Spanish, ironically. The French and then the Brits. Ah. Yeah. Spanish style, perhaps. Uh, yeah, good. well, that's, that's the thing. It's kind of like, because uh, it was filmed in Puerto Rico, so. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 you <laughs> exactly. know, it's, it's kind of like the way Camp Pendleton and this movie looks nothing like Camp Lejeune. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's they're supposed to be in North Carolina. They're in, at Camp Lejeune, and of course they filmed in Southern California. In I promise you, no mountains in South or in North yeah. Carolina. It's, well, <laughs> in South Carolina, yeah, where, where this was at. No, <laughs> the mountains are much further west. And, uh, yeah, and they're covered in trees. So yeah, they uh, Perry's been to both, so <laughs> he, yeah. he, ah. he, he could speak on it. <laughs> I stayed East Coast, so and you didn't you didn't miss much, man. Nah, 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 nah. Here's some here's some Grenada trivia. Population 100,000 people, 150 kilometers north of Venezuela. The national bird is the dove. Just didn't help them with evasion. Uh, has around half of the world's supply of nutmeg, and also oh, the principal okay. component of mace, aril or aril, however it's pronounced. Huh. Um, there you go. There's also some waterfalls at a place called Mount Carmel which is only interesting to Eastwood fans because that's where he lives right. in North California, near Carmel. So <laughs> Carmel by the sea. Yeah, we, we, we was oh, former, yeah. former mayor. <laughs> have you ever been there? I have not. I have not. Have you? No, no just San Francisco, but I couldn't yeah. talk the wife into the road trip down there, but I was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the furthest west I've been is the Colorado. So. Huh? Oh, really? That was it? Yeah, that's it. That's far enough, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, well, but you had a nice time, though, didn't you? I did have a nice time there, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I was visiting Perry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have a lot of notes for this, but I appreciate John doing most of the work for us with all the trivia. <laughs> no shit, man. Hey, you know what? Good job. Bravo, sir, for bringing a different perspective, because I would have never have thought to work, because I figured it would have just been Heartbreak Ridge in different languages. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, you know, I, I never even, yeah, I never thought about that as far as like alternate titles or anything. Well, I guess it's kind of the arrogance too, like America's, like, <laughs> you know, uh, well, just the arrogance of being American anyway. But like, like one of our biggest exports is movies. Like we just send stuff out to everybody else, and I don't think anything about it. But you, <laughs> you know, like the Avengers or Captain America, like they wanted to, um, was it, was it, uh, no, was it, uh, they changed lines in other movies because it was like. A, in the like truth justice in the american way for like with well, the superman movies they changed the line because like yeah china may have a problem with that <laughs> you know yeah. yeah you saw the most recent thing they removed um the japanese and taiwanese flag from the back of tom cruise's jacket for the new top yes, gun yes i heard about that oh, that's, uh, yeah that's, yeah they do all sorts of stuff like that well that's why they when they made remade red dawn they they took away the russians and made it um uh, the Koreans and they were like it just wasn't the same <laughs> yeah in the original in the original Red Dawn there's like Nicaraguans Cubans Russians it's just all the eastern oh, yeah. countries yeah commie stew yeah yeah I mean obviously like like you see the Russians uh, was, a, was a big focus but you're right it was a bunch they did the same thing in the Chuck Norris movie called Invasion USA it was like the Cubans came oh, up I see that 
Yeah, yeah it's, I think it's it's a great yeah. movie. It's I mean it's you want to talk about cheesy action eighties action movie that's it but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Norris basically you know he, he basically but you know in Red Dawn a bunch of teenagers help turn the tide of World War Three in uh, hmm. in Invasion USA. Chuck Norris basically does the same thing, you know, (laughs) (laughs) by himself, by himself. Yeah. Under the the Grenada, Grenada, sorry, I don't know how to pronounce it. The Wikipedia entry, it's got a list of all the the nationalities of the fatalities. And uh, like Red Dawn, you mentioned it's got, it's like a, you know, it mentions how many East Germans died, how many Cubans and all, not just the Russians or the Cubans, but a whole lot of um, North Koreans and so forth were there as advisors that died as well. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah, I came across this uh, this one article that was talking about the. Uh, it was very funny to read multiple sources on what happened in Grenada, and and in some of the cases, it was it was like oh they re- they you know had stiff resistance, and then I would read this other article, and it was done by clearly somebody from. It's, I mean, the name sounded Russian. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> but it, it was it was a guest commentator, and it was this article I was reading, and they were like. Oh, it was light resistance, and 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 like one article will talk about how this was they they had confirmed you know uh, they found stashes of weapons that were Russian made, and that this was was a staging ground, and that every single worker that was built working Cuban worker that was working on the airfield were also trained military and armed. And then, and then this other guy was like, yeah, they were just construction workers. And I was like, I'm like, which one is real? But I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know which one's real, which one isn't. It, it, so, which is interesting. Um, so, John, I have a question for you. So, uh, you know, since this is your last day with us, look, well, basically, you know, we talked about your, your kind of history with the movie already. Like, what, do you, what overall, any anything about this movie from beginning to end that you haven't talked about or covered? Is there any anything you want to discuss um you know regarding i know we've kind of hit a few things on these last few days like like from your perspective um, not really i think it's um it's a movie i still enjoy watching um i delight when it comes over whenever it comes onto tv i sit down gladly and watch it even though i've got you know the i've got the dvd now um <laughs> but no it's just a really good movie that i i recommend people watch it's pretty clint eastwood surprisingly doesn't have a lot of war movies um so it's interesting to see him here he has, he performs quite well don't you think it's like he's quite funny and he's actually quite a good actor in this movie yeah oh, he's yeah he's really good in this i i think I, I don't think he gets enough credit um uh, in fact we we just had alice lauren on and she was talking about how charming he is you know she's she's used to dirty <laughs> harry you know and not how charming he can be in this movie <laughs> there's, there's some great commentary on um his acting style uh the film belongs to Eastwood. He has a voice pickled in bourbon, a tongue like razor wire. <laughs> pickled in bourbon. <laughs> a pretty standard plot in the movie, don't you think? Um, yeah, it's, it's just very groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah, but just there's something about the energy and the characters are colourful enough. Um, maybe it's a little long. I would have liked it if they'd fleshed out the character. Well, then again, it's long already. I don't know if they... Do you think well, Gunny's fleshed out enough? If they if they essential? did, well, I think Gunny is fleshed out great. It's yeah. Stitch for the most part too. They could have done a little more, like they could have done more with Powers, uh, you know, to your point. And then if yeah. if they did a montage, like you said, they could have made up for some time and then done some more character. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, well, because like like we here, here's an example. Like we get uh, Roy Jennings, 
they set up that yes. as him being an antagonist for um for Gunny and an arrival for Aggie's affection, and then he just kind of disappears. You see him one other time in the background. Yeah, he just says he makes a he makes a comment like to him, and then he yeah he he goes uh, you see him one more time to and he's talking to Aggie, and then that's it. So honestly, you could have done without him. Period. You just you didn't need that extra buffer or not buffer, but extra uh, road bump between him and Aggie. It, uh, because it didn't go anywhere. It really just didn't go anywhere. You needed him. You needed him, though, so that she could live with that line. I, I get it. Not tonight, you ain't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great line. <laughs> she, you know, that, that, is, that is something that I've, I've kind of, I think I've mentioned it before, but, you know, we've had people on, they don't, they're like, I don't like the love story aspect of it. And I tell you, mm. normally I would agree. But going through this movie, I've learned to love Marsha Mason the actress playing uh, Aggie, even when she's supposed to be shrill and just the worst, yeah. Marsha Mason is so good at it. And, and, and I'm finding things that it's very charming about her. Mm. I'm finding things that I'm like, wow, she goes from being snarky to mad to sensitive. Like, I'm like, she's a good <laughs> actress. I really like her in all this. Get and the like, fuck out of here. Oh, yes, great. I love it. And, and, and I'll, I will uh, say here's I've heard that more than one time. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few times that I've, I, you know, I see Marsha Mason. I'm like, she looks pretty good right there, all dressed in white. You know, like <laughs> I want to go slow dancing with her too. You know, I was, you know, and I've, I've definitely, I've, her and Chuzu are two characters and actors uh, in this movie that I've, I've gotten such a better appreciation for going through it minute by minute. You know, and really focusing and paying attention to it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm satisfied with with Clint Eastwood's character and 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 how it's fleshed out and how it how yeah. it goes. I like how he's not a one man army. Like he put the time into training his men paternalistically, and um, yeah, he doesn't just hog with the limelight, you know. And at, at the end, he's got the validation he wants uh, at Cherry Point, you know, probably the first applause welcome back he's had since Korea. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why, I mean, because we, you know, I kind of speculate, why did they pick this and why didn't they, they do, um, I, I think that is part of it. Uh, I think Clint Eastwood, you know, he seems to be a little bit more lean, a little more center, right. You know, if you will, than your normal Hollywood person. And I feel like he maybe, I don't, I just feel like he's a little more patriotic than, you know, what you see from other actors and, it feels like perhaps it was just kind of like, hey, you know, here's all the like platoon. Like for, for example, for platoon, that movie used to be like Vietnam sucked and we should have never been there, you know. And look how horrible war is. And this was kind of like, hey, these but yeah, platoon was an anti-war war movie. Right? And this is a little bit more of a propaganda film, if yeah. you will. But it, it is. It's yeah. like it's like it's a little bit. There's a little bit to it, but it, it's kind of like. Uh, I'm trying to say as far as Korean War was a draw, you know, Vietnam was a loss. Look, the US yeah, one, one and one. Yeah, we ha now we have a win, you know, and we're gonna, you know, like and it's it's kinda like, yeah, America's still got it, you know, that type of thing. Uh as far as Yeah. That's I think that's why it was set in a real engagement where it really did for the most part go pretty smooth and we set out to do what we did and it only took a couple days and there you go. You know, look look at what we can do. So which the the opposite of that could have been like Black Hawk Down, where you've got a you know, yeah, story, you know where you've got a story of you know Army Rangers being trapped. 
Awesome. By a bunch of mishaps. I mean, that's an excellent movie. Oh, that movie is awesome, dude. I love that movie. Yeah, and that doesn't shy away from the shittiness of war either, but it's still nope. outstanding. Yeah, it's an incredible movie. I mean, you are right, Clint, as he gets older, and he always has a conservative bent to his movies, but he's been making movies for 50 years now, and there's, um, yeah, there's some movies that are quite left-wing in a way, like, I don't know if you've seen True Crime, which is sort of anti-capital punishment, and yeah, you, could, you, yep. could say, you could say Million Dollar Baby is about maybe about supporting euthanasia, which isn't a right-wing thing generally, is it? No, no, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't think so Kelly, Kelly's no. Heroes is no. Kelly's Heroes love, but it's sort of like a satire, really, in war. Flags of Our yeah. Fathers and Iwo Jima, that, you know, war is small and idiosyncratic to each, like only their buddies knew what they did. Let's not make this big patriotic thing about it. And American Sniper, yeah. you know, deals with PTSD and so forth. So not all yeah. these movies are really right-wing conservative, rah-rah, so. And, you know, that's why I kind of mentioned he's more center right than, you know, and especially when you compare him just to other Hollywood people, like in the, the, the way so the most Hollywood seems to be so far left, he's more of a centrist than they just think he's the biggest conservative. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that type of well, thing. Also, too, during the 80s, man, by, by today's standards, most Republicans today are probably where Democrats were. Yeah, well, right. But, back in the yeah. 80s, just by, you know, by just the way things have kind of shifted. And that's why it's not fair to really necessarily label him as a conservative per se, because like, you, like as John just stated, there's been plenty of he's he's more of a centrist type of a guy. But yeah. as far as his his films and, and yeah, like the whole who who would take the time to do a film of, from the Japanese perspective after doing a film about yeah. the American perspective about the same battle? It's it's pretty. Forward. I need to see both because I hadn't seen either one of them yet. I've read the book Flags of Our Fathers, and it, it was pretty good. It's pretty good. I I've actually have not seen Letters from Iwo Jima yet, even though I own it. I just one of those where I bought it and never watched it. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I, need to my show. I bought it. I bought it. Double feature. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I bought it. I've only watched it once, but I I definitely want to watch it again. It was very a small piece movie, but it was it was really quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I mean Clint Eastwood is a good director, so it's like I, you know, I've I've every I basically I, I figured it's going to be something I'll like. It may not be one I revisit over and over again, but it definitely seems like it would be something I would I would enjoy. Yeah. Oh, oh, I've got another question. Probably the last one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you know, Brett, you know American Sniper, right? Is Bradley Cooper? What is he? A ranger? What is he? Is he a marine? Marine sniper. Yep. No, uh, Navy SEAL. Yeah, I would say he's a SEAL. Oh, thought, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's that bit where he wants to jump down in the street and go on a recon, doesn't it, with, with Marines? Or, yes. You know that scene where he goes, I want to, yeah. Is that, why are Marines so far inland? How does that work? <laughs> when does the... They went on patrol. Every time yeah. and every place, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes they, you know, well, you know, inserted amphibiously, but that's, I think that's pretty rare anymore, really. Yeah, I, they I do some stuff. Most of the time, it's either like helicopter, or they'll fly them inland, right. or you know, uh, or they you know get them to a certain spot and then they turn them loose with like uh, Humvees or whatever. Uh, it just depends. Yeah. yeah, this is yeah, this is Texas, man. Uh, you you say Chris Kyle, man, he's treated like the the Reverend Saint, <laughs> <laughs> the 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 sniper from American Sniper, the, the guy the story was about. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, revered revered here this place is they got chris kyle day and shit it's uh yeah it's not to be played with <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty crazy hmm. didn't know that yep 
Well, you got anything else, Perry? No, man. Um, I really appreciate John coming in and joining us. You've been an incredibly fun guest, and you've asked some really good questions. <laughs> it all comes from ignorance, so I don't know. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> most of everything I say comes from ignorance. <laughs> and all our answers usually come from ignorance as well. So <laughs> I appreciate. Yeah, I say you make you made us think a little bit more than we're used to. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. It was great, and it's a good movie. And I'm glad someone has undertaken it. Minute by minute. I'm going to, before I give you a minute to do your plugs, I just want to tell everybody to go out and uh, give uh, Dirty Harry Minute a listen. Uh, I've, I've been enjoying that. I'm not finished with it yet, but I'm, I've been going through. Although I did listen to your uh, novel idea. I love this idea of comparing Dirty Harry to, uh, to Batman. And that was a really, oh, yeah. that was a <laughs> well, great episode. Yeah. Well I, I, well, I bet that really got your attention. Oh yeah, it did. It was weird. It was yeah, it was a great episode. So uh, it was a neat idea. So yeah, John. Uh, again, thank. Can't thank you enough for joining. But why don't you uh, tell everybody where they can find you and find that episode of uh, Dirty Harry meets Batman? With pleasure, guys. <laughs> With pleasure. Um, you can find the podcast Dirty Harry Minute on iTunes or Stitcher, other places. Um, best just to go to dirtyharryminute.com. Um, we're finished with the movie, of course. But as Brian alluded to, we're releasing some bonus episodes now and then. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much for having me on the program, guys. Yeah, we'll have to have you back when we figure out what our next one's going to be. Yeah. Ah, maybe Flags of Our Fathers in 2030 or something? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, well, we thank you know, John for joining us for this past week. We're just going to – it's Friday, so I ask everybody to go to moviesbyminutes.com and check out all the other Movies by Minutes and uh, specifically – I'm going to ask you to pay attention to Dirty Harry Minute this time. It's uh, it's one I've been listening to and enjoy, and John's been a great guest. So go, go ahead and take a look at that. Uh, we have the Marine Corps Movie Minute uh, quarter deck on Facebook, so please join our group. Would you get to join us on the quarter deck? And, you know, John's uh, asked us a lot of questions throughout these these last few days, and, and we don't always have the right answers, so maybe somebody does and let us know in the quarter deck. And then if you could, uh, you know, I like Instagram, so uh, Marine Corps Movie Minute Pod on Instagram, if anybody wants to give us a follow there and, and inter interact and go from there. But anyways, um, I'll just thank, uh, you know, again, I'll thank John again. And, and uh, Perry, thanks as well. As always, yes, can't sir. forget you. Uh, <laughs> so we're leaving this minute on a cliffhanger. Uh, you know, recon's in a sticky situation. It's almost a clusterfuck, if you will. So hopefully they can improvise, adapt, and overcome this situation. If you could ever find it, there was an old TV show, and I actually saw it when I was home hanging out with my dad. It was called Death Valley Days. Mm -hmm. There's an old episode of that shit. That shit's fucking old, but I think it was one of his first acting gigs. He was young. Yeah. It was before. <laughs> yep, Clint Eastwood. Yep. Um, and he played some dude that, uh, like, his uncle died and 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 he never oh, responded i have seen that yeah um, there's a scene where he's out on a dirt road on like a hut or something i'm not sure i've seen some of them they're on youtube now like he was in one of those uh west point episodes as well as Gunsmoke. i don't know yeah, yeah as well. 
Yeah, he, yeah, Maverick. I was just gonna bring that up where he's like, and he kept calling Maverick Mister Maverick. How do you say Maverick? Like he said it. Really <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> he was like the villain in that one, Mister Maverick. 